I mean, those picking picking out of those two drivers at the moment, that's like that's yeah. like head or gut, isn't it? I think he's shown moments of flair. In the shins or in the testicles. <laughs> it's not really much of a choice. I'd be kicked in the shins. I can't feel them. <laughs> I can feel my testicles. <laughs> that's a clear choice for me. <laughs> You're going to need a minute with that, aren't you? <laughs> Um, yeah, wrong, kick me wrong in the analogy. shins. Wrong analogy. Yeah. <laughs> wrong room to be doing that gagging. What the hell is this? It looks like crude oil, um, but it is in fact stout from Neen Valley Brewery and it's aged in bourbon barrels apparently they try and do one each year that's aged in bourbon barrels <laughs> it just it tastes like molasses or treacle or it's just it's so rich oh blimey oh, right, that's anyway. strong um, just can you can you just say a few words just say a sentence say a sentence what about Bourbon barrels and that—that's fine. Okay, so that, that's you talking. This is this is me. Yeah, I'm just wondering if our listener can tell the difference between the microphones because how much did that microphone cost? Okay, right. Okay, so um, the mic itself. So okay, I work in media, so this is a broadcast standard, uh, well, uh, feature film standard microphone. How much, how much did it cost? <laughs> it's indoor use only. Um, and it costs fifteen hundred pound. And how much did the stand cost? Three hundred and fifty pound for a stand. Yeah, but it, it suspends. So this is basically like a boom mic, but I've got the mic on like this little um, tabletop stand that costs three hundred and fifty pound. So basically, I've got this because we're we're recording a documentary. And I'm just using it when we're not recording the documentary, which is, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's fine. I'm just, I'm, I'm I'm just using... wondering if people can can tell the difference. Because my mic cost about £100 and my stand cost a tenner. <laughs> yes, but your voice is considerably better than mine. Without this mic doing all the deep, rich tones, like probably not as rich as that stout, um, my voice would be very squeaky. It would like, And no one would want to listen to it. Um, I'm, I'm not convinced that it's... Yeah, so it's. I need this level of mic to actually make my voice sound right, okay. even remotely listenable. Listenable is that a word? Listenable. Listenable. So it's been it's been a while since we've done one it's of been these. A while. Um, I've been on holiday and we've, we've both we've been ill. Been without heat. Yes. For a month. Um, Can't which, really podcast no, when, when you've got the you're shivering. Uh, Anyway, so we've had a, we've had a few races. Now, one of the main things I wanted to talk to you, and, and it's not about not really about the races themselves. It's just more about the, I guess, the format. Um, so we've had Singapore and Japan, yeah, both wet. Yeah, and one was a total washout, wasn't it? Yeah, um, but I, I wanted to I wanted to get your thoughts on how they handled the situation, or what you think they should or could do in the future with regards to wet races. So you're asking me my opinion on the FIA. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's the, the whole the whole you know the, the the what they do with the tires, with the you know with the, the standing starts or starting under the safety car. Do they do too much? Do they do too little? Because I, I kind of know what I think, but. I was wondering if you had uh, thoughts on this. So, 
it follows my general view of the FIA inconsistent. They've, they've, yeah, they've, they've been inconsistent for on everything. Yeah, for for they've been getting worse, but certainly for the past yeah. couple of seasons. And it's it's almost like they don't know what they're doing, or they appear to not know what they're doing. So they just keep making it up, and they keep making really inconsistent decisions. And I can see. I mean, it's it's clearly annoying the drivers. Um, and I can see why. Um, so I I. I don't like the way the FIA is being run at the moment. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. I just don't think it's... uh, It hasn't got the leadership or the management that I think it needs at the moment. It's certainly seen better days, hasn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, do you think think they should race more in the wet? As in, do they leave it too late? Or because so what what what's happened in the last? In fact, it's happened a few times now. In that it rains quite a lot, and they just not cancel, but kind of you know heavily postpone it. You know, yeah. for like an hour or whatever. And uh, and then when they actually start, they're not even on the wet tires. They're on the intermediate the tires. Yeah. So they could have been racing in the wet. So they, they could have been racing, you know, previous, you know, for for, for half an hour, um, and then we'll get we get situations where we run out of time. Um, it almost and I can I can understand I can understand the, the the wet tires. They shift a lot of water. I mean, it's like bathtubs full of water. Yeah. Um, you know, per second, um, and there's a lot of spray. So it's not often the 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 grip. That it's is the visibility. Issue. It's visibility and. Yeah. You know, you're always going to get a, a real, a real poor amount of visibility with uh, with full wet tires compared to intermediates. Um, so I'm I'm almost of the opinion that do we do we get rid of the wet tires altogether if they're not going to use them? Perhaps make intermediates a little bit more like the wet, but not not extreme wets, um, because at the moment they just don't seem to ever want to to, to let the let the drivers race. I mean, personally, I'm up for, for letting them race, and if they spin out, they spin out. And if we have to have a, you know, if we have to have a, a, a safety car or, or a, you know, or even a red flag, that's worth a risk. Yeah, but- if, if it's not, you know, if it's if it's safe enough for them, I mean, obviously, if it's completely torrential rain and mm-hmm. they can't see a thing, uh, fair enough. You know, don't, yeah, don't but do then, a race, but then they do let them race, and then you get what happens where you get a safety car out. Um, and you have Pierre Gasly going screaming past a uh, a tractor that's on that's recovering a car, and he can't even see that the tractor's there. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna have a tractor close to the track and and it's in the line of fire, then you red flag it. Yeah. If you can't if you can't directly because yeah. in some in some cases, what they do is they direct traffic through the pit lane. So if it's like on the pit straight, for example, yeah, yeah. all the cars go through the pit lane and there's no chance of them hitting it. 100%. Anything other than that. Because you only have to red flag it for like five minutes. It's not even that. It's how traumatic is it for those drivers, knowing the reason why that rule is in place, to to then see a driver go screaming past. Because he's entitled to catch up with the the end of the pack, which is all he was doing, going screaming past a, a tractor... Yeah, it's stuff like that where you just go, come on, guys, like have a little bit more organisation or decision or 
confidence in your decision making properly is it a confidence thing with the FIA it could, but it could, well yeah I mean it's so it's race control isn't it that we're yeah. talking specifically about now it's it's a it's a weird one it's almost like they know they're bad but it's kind of because they know they're bad they're struggling to make any decision which is At making all, yeah. them, which is making them worse yeah um you know they they're, they're being hesitant it seems now that they they take a while to you know to call out safety cars to call out red flags um yeah there was a time when they were just red flagging everything um and now they got to the point where they they're almost hesitating too much i mean i i get it when they make a decision they're going to get called either way they're going to get criticised either way on a lot of decisions. But race control and the FIA from old didn't really care about that. It was like, that's the decision, deal with it. And it's almost like you get the feeling that they try and compensate for making making a decision on the last decision by being slightly fairer on this decision. And they're just chasing their tail in inconsistent yeah, because you, you hit the nail on the head. It's it's all about it's it's the inconsistency, and you, we never had that with no. Charlie Whiting as racing as race director. He was like, "That's my decision, that. done." Yeah, you know, he'd he'd make decisions quickly, and they would be consistent with his previous decisions and, and with precedent that had already been set. Yeah, um, now and it's, it's hard. These are things that are happening so quick as well. I mean, talking more about like yeah, race control. It's high pressure. These things are happening very very fast. But that's why you've got to be really sure about what you're doing. And like you say, precedents. Don't set new precedents, you know, wherever possible. Just what's been done before, and that's the guide. That's the rules. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I just want to see the cars race, though, because yeah. there have been so many times when they've, you know, it's, they've had a little bit of rain out, um, and they've delayed the race, and they've had a, you know, started underneath the safety car or something stupid, and and the cars are on intermediates. You know, the, the, the extreme wet tires. You should be able to have a start. You should be able to start on extreme wets. Yeah, but this is we are talking about a season where we have Nicholas Latifi in the. Um, he's at the back. Yeah, but he's at the back and spinning. Like. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I, I bet. I bet. Um, what's his name? Um, Burnt Mylander. He's not going to get as many laps in next year, is he? No, he's really not. Yeah. I mean, he's been kept in, in business by Latifi. But to be honest, there's always a Latifi. Before Latifi, it was it was Mazaspin. So who's the new Latifi for next season? I, d- I don't know. Well, don't Ricardo, know. the moving bollard, won't be there. No, okay, to give him his due, he did start racing again on the last few laps. Oh, my God, yeah. Where, where has he been for two seasons? Yep. I think, I think he, got <laughs> off, he, got, he, got, he got off lightly with that 10-second with with, with penalty. Um, he, could have had a, he could have had a stop go for that. Yeah, um, that was, there was no way he was going to get through that. No, but after after that he 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 came alive, and it's the, that's the only time I've ever seen him, you know, racing like that, properly overtaking. But he's got moves. nothing to lose now, because he he's lost his seat. But he hasn't had anything to lose for a few races. No. What? Why now? It's true. You know, why has it taken him? You know, he he, you know, he he joined McLaren. Um, Can I just say we're, we're like ten minutes in and we're already on Ricardo? Yeah, but, but, go, but, go but we're, we're, we're talk, it's a little bit more positive now. Though. Yeah, because so he's leaving. He, you know, he I do like Danny he, Rick. I have to say, as a person, but as a driver, yeah, 
He, he joins McLaren, doesn't do anything. Uh, managed managed to win a race, okay, but you know it was it was you know there were circumstances around that. Yeah. Uh, but you know put, put in a good drive, but that's about it. After a, after a, you know two thirds of a season of nothing, yeah. uh, then goes back to doing nothing for like an, an another season, yeah. loses his seat, still does nothing for three or four races, and then finally at the tail end of the third race from the end of the season, starts driving again. Even a. It just pr- it proves that it, that he could have done it. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah, but what, what I don't like, as in like, honestly, like he, yeah, it's just he's relying on just other people messing up for him to be to get any kind of decent result. And no one will be more pleased than I am if he goes away for a year, finds whatever it is, finds some form and comes back and is exception. Nobody will know. Nobody will know if he finds form because he's he's not he's, he's not going to be in Formula One. No, no. But do you know what I mean? If he came back after a year out, went to some other team and started smashing it, I would be. Ecstatic for the guy, but who's going to who's going to take him on? That, That's the thing. I, I think he's making a mistake. I think he should have got on the phone to Gunter Steiner yeah. and said, "Give me that race seat. I'm better than Mick Schumacher." Yeah. Going back to my broken clock thing, he's basically anyone can have at least a couple of things that they can claim as a victory, even though they've not really done anything for it. So those times, like you said about he he came first, like the. The conditions in which he won that race were, it's not so much he won it, but everyone above, you know, that was in front of him lost it. Let's just be honest. And you always have races like that where, you know, um, I don't know, how many races have we had where like the top four have gone into the first corner and all smacked into each other and the person in fifth is suddenly going... Brilliant! This is yeah, amazing. Yeah, like, like Hamilton in Singapore a few, <laughs> yeah. a few years ago. So um, you know, the the you know, if you're going to be in a race sooner or later, looks going to smile at you, and you're going to probably get a result that you know. Does that mean that you earned that result, or does it mean that you were just in the right place at the right time? I mean, I think he drove better in the last kind of ten or fifteen laps of. Mexico then he's um, than, he, than he has done in that, two that, years in, yeah including that win I, I think you know he, he had a consistent drive um, but he yeah he, he, he drove really well I saw a video where he's actually going to do an overtake and he does a little kind of cocked gun kind of thing with his finger at the car in front and then overtakes it it was like but that's what Brilliant. he used to do. He, that's what he used to do. He used to do that at Red Bull. He used to. It, it was. It was. You'd often see him going into a corner, and he'd have all four wheels drifting, and he'd be quite comfortable with that. Yeah. And then he'd, he'd, he'd kind of you know he'd, he'd go around the outside, or he'd you know do the, the the switcheroo, and he'd do all these these great moves. And he did he did that a little bit at Renault as well. Not as much because the car obviously wasn't quite as fast, but he'd still pull moves on other drivers. Yeah. He was still a good driver. Just yeah, for some reason that, that that he hasn't been able to do that with a McLaren until now, and I, I don't know what switched on in his head. Yeah, you know, halfway through because he wasn't particularly good in the first half of Mexico either. Didn't he get driver of the day? I'm not sure. I think he did get driver of the day. I mean, he took Sonoda out. Yeah. Yeah, but but he was. I just I I wonder what's I wonder what switched on in his head 
in in the middle of that race. But I think he's making a mistake in not because he what he said is. I don't want to drive for a team that's at the back. I want to wait a year and then come back with a good team. I think the word no, nobody's going to nobody's going to want him. I think what went on in his head is the first word rhymes with duck, and the second word is it. He just went for it. He absolutely went for it. But he should have been doing that. Yeah. At the beginning of this season, after after yeah. a, after a dull season last season, he should have been, should have been absolutely, doing it yeah. all year. Well, what is it? I said to you like before he did that crash. I said I'd rather. He goes for something and spoons it. Yes, because I was out. I was laughing because you, you you said I'd rather he went for overtakes and, and screwed them up than didn't go for overtakes and then like ten seconds later he did but he, 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 t- <laughs> yeah. he we were like with slightly more precision than that though. yeah but it but after that he was on fire really really good yeah um, so it was great to see and hopefully in the next two races we'll see we'll see more of that well if it is really and truly if he can do stuff like that. That is a calling card for it goes out for a year, comes back with a different team. But he needs he needs these two races are absolutely critical. I think if he drove like that for the next couple of races, then Gunter Steiner would, would have him potent potentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um it, it'd certainly be an option. But I, I I don't think he wants to drive for a for a team like that. No. Which is which is a mistake. Because he, he should just want to drive for any team. Yeah, there are only only twenty odd drivers, um, yeah. you know, in in Formula One, to to not be one of those because you're not in the top ten is, yeah, it's a risk. It's it's extremely risky because people are going to people they're not going to it's not that they're going to forget about him. There's it's just that people they're, coming they're only going to remember the last two seasons where he did nothing. Yeah, and there's and the thing is every year there's new kids coming up. Oh, so Nick De Vries. Yeah. Um, who's, who's just one like, just race for Williams. One race to prove himself, score points. Yeah. Beat beat Latifi. Um, yeah. So Latifi's back to, <laughs> he's back to he's back to twenty one out of twenty. <laughs> so for those who don't know, there's like all the Formula One drivers are ranked in order. And the joke is there's normally only twenty drivers. There's there's ten teams, two drivers. But because obviously you had a reserve driver driving in one, was it? It's not Magnussen. It was Hulkenberg uh, drove one, didn't he? Uh, I think two, so. two races, I think. Yeah. So <laughs> Nicholas Latifi is technically um, twenty-one out of. Well, yeah. So he was. So although Hulkenberg didn't get points, he was higher in in the in the rankings because of where he where he placed in in his races. <laughs> he you know he he got a higher position. Um, so Latifi for a while was 21 out of 20 managed to claw back 20th position out yeah, of 20 and then, and then Nick DeVries comes along scores a couple of points on his uh, yeah on his so he's race. actually what and 21 out of, so now he's 21 yeah. out of 20 again yeah yeah um, <laughs> it is it is going to be interesting to see if those because we have had a few I mean Mazda Spin was he used to I mean he used to Obviously, spin a lot, hence his name. But he didn't used to take that many people out. No, not compared. I mean, Latifi, you know, crashes and he takes people out. There was. Do you remember Pastor Maldonado? Remember the name? Yeah, Venezuelan driver, Grand Prix winner, won won a Grand Prix with Williams when Williams weren't quick. Um, So blisteringly fast on his day, but he would just he was crashing all the time. He was either on or off. But there has been quite a number of races this season where I thought Williams would do better 
to not let him go out because at least they're not having to pay to rebuild the car. Mm. Like, because that must be costing an absolute fortune every time he puts it into a wall. I think that's why they. I think that's why they're getting rid of him. <laughs> yeah, it's too too costly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But you're not going to get your t-shirt. I wanted to get you a, a Latifi t-shirt. Yeah, well, then we couldn't we couldn't find them at all in Silverstone. Uh, almost understandably. This is literally like. I'm not. Yeah, I'm drinking not. Drinking I'm really enjoying it. If I'm completely honest with you. I'm glad we only got one. It's yeah. like a little tester. So it was not. It was not going back a couple of races again. It was nice to see Perez win again um, in Singapore. Yeah, um, and I thought that was. A, I thought that was a good race. Um, or I don't think it was as good a race for him as he thinks it is. Or maybe mm. he was just saying that because that's what he thinks he should say. Because he said it. That was his best win, didn't yeah. he? But I think, I think Sakir in twenty twenty was was a better win for him. Do you remember that one? He was. So it was. It was. He'd lost his drive by that point. Right. He was at Force India. Oh yeah. Um, and it's the one that got well, racing him in the point, re- wasn't it? Racing yeah. point. And, and he, he thought, "Oh, that's it. I'm, I'm out." Well, yes. Yeah, so in, in, I can't remember which. It was really early on, wasn't it? It was in the first couple of yeah. laps. He gets hit by Leclerc, and completely spun around. Uh, so to, to, to not, but it wasn't like one of these spins that Verstappen does, where he kind of spins around, ends up in the right direction, and just rockets off again. Yeah. He got spun around where he's facing the wrong way. Um, I think Antistall kicked in. Yeah. Um, so the you know com- the engine completely kind of had to start the car again, um, uh, spin it around, and he was like flat last, completely mm. last by that point. Manages to kind of to work his work his way back through the pack, uh, and to to win the race. Incredible, absolutely incredible. And some of the overtakes that he did mm. were you know you could see him lining up moves where he he knew he was going to kind of he was going to you know put pressure on the car to take a certain line through one corner. So he could do another line through the through uh, you know a corner two or three you know two or three in the future. He was you could you could just see the moves he was making. It was unbelievable, really really good. Um, and, yeah. and yeah, and he was he was on the podium for Mexico. Now there is one thing we need to talk about, and your eyes are going to light up the minute I say this. What's this? Alonso. Okay. And you know what I mean. The, his what he actually said was one of his the races uh, uh, the best race of his career he had the car on two wheels at one point didn't he so he had that little bit of a touch he it was quite a touch it was quite a touch but he was uh, he he did a wheelie with a formula 1 car like his two front wheels were and they were they were properly up he, in the air. It wasn't like a little yeah, bit no. up in the air. They were they were. He was probably just inches away from the car flipping over on itself. Yeah, he nearly did a Mark Webber. Yeah, he lands it like with no suspension, pretty much not not enough to do that. Misses the uh, off road kind of bit that he could have gone smack straight into, you know, the, there was a bit of a break in the barrier where they would come through. Yeah, he missed it by like three inches or something, oh, yeah. didn't he? Grazes the wall on the grass, Um, goes, did he Did he have a puncture? Uh, I'm he definitely, not, I'm did not he sure. go he had, in, he did a, he pit? He, had, he did, yeah, of course he did. He, yeah, had yeah. A lot of, he had a lot of damage. He had to have his um, front wing changed and his mirror yeah. eventually fell off, didn't it? Yeah, and at that point, I turned to you and I went, 
I bet you he still ends up in the points. Yeah, because I remember thinking, that's it, game over. Absolutely game over. Because you see that amount of damage, you know, you, the car slamming into yeah. the ground yeah. and then hitting the wall. Honestly, I'm thinking, it, that's it. it, that's it. it. It's, it's, it's game over now. But then, but not only did he get in the points, he got, in, he got into Seventh. the points. No, but he got in the points within like about three laps. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he had like 20, there was like 20 laps or something to go at this point. I remember thinking, oh, that's, that's adventurous. I think he's going to like retire the car. He was overtake after overtake yeah. after overtake. It was just, he was on it. Yeah, that was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. And he, he, he still drives like a, with the, the, the fire and passion of a young man, doesn't yeah. he? Like a, like a 20 year old. I have to say that that possibly is one of my highlights of this season mm. to yeah, see sure. Alonso pull a wheelie in a Formula One car, avoid a barrier, like, like graze the other bit, and then still end up in the points. That's nuts. Okay, going back to race control. Yeah. So, and I can, under, so I can understand why Haas did this. So, after the race, Haas put in a, a minor protest, didn't they, about uh, Alonso, because Alonso's mirror fell off. Yeah, after all of this, they didn't obviously and, replace the mirror and, and it fell Pe- off. And Perez, well, they can't replace mirrors. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only thing it could have done was ripped it off. Yeah. Um, and Perez, Perez's front wing um, was flapping away because he had a bit of an, yeah. bit of an incident and, uh, and that flew off as well. And I can understand why Haas put in the protest because I think two or three times they've called Kevin Magnussen in when yeah. he's had exactly the same thing. Part of his front wing has been flapping around. They've called him well, in. Well, it kind of leans over a little bit, doesn't it? It's the front wing. You see it. It's like bent over. And then they, they keep going around and then it starts to wobble and you go, that's coming off. And at the speeds they're going, you do not want a piece of carbon fibre wing flying at your head at like 200 mile an hour. So why did they not pull yeah. Perez in? They didn't. They, yeah. Because he's a Red Bull driver. This is your theory. Other well, theories the, are available, but I understand why you hold yours. It, it the Red Bull scene. It, it reminds me of. <laughs> it reminds me of Ferrari a few years ago. Yeah. When Ferrari could get away with anything, and yeah. like one team could do something, and they wouldn't get pulled up on it. Ferrari would do it. You know, it's just, and it's like that with Red Bull now. That Red Bull can't do anything wrong. So they they actually, apparently, they threw out the protest against Red Bull immediately, mm. because during the race. Um, the FIA deemed Perez's car to be completely safe. How can that be? It was exactly he, the same as Magnussen's, and it flew off. Yeah. So you can't even you don't we don't even know if it's exactly the same because Magnussen pulled in and it, yeah, be, as soon as be, he got that flag, pulled in. He pulled in before it could even it could have. So we don't know whether Magnussen it would have split, yeah. splintered off and 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 and, and flown <laughs> off, but Perez's absolutely did. But he didn't then get a time. You know, he had no. Nothing. He hadn't come in, lost that time in the pits or anything. He just it didn't impact him at all. Red Bull driver. Honestly, they do. They do see. It. Well, okay. Like end of end of end of last season. I'm not saying you're wrong. You know, all the evidence suggests that they do whatever they can to help Red Bull, and it it just they they need to be consistent. Yeah. In the uh, essence of <coughs> libel, uh, <laughs> this is Andy Elliott's personal opinion uh, but I, I I I see it because it's an argument that I, I've seen explode on Twitter so many people are saying it seems like when there's a judgment call and it could go in the favour of Red Bull or another whether that's Mercedes at anybody 
it goes Red Bull. I mean, look at the cost cap thing. They they said, oh yeah, they've overspent, but it got downgraded from a major infringement of the cost cap to a minor one, and then there was no points deducted. Because if they'd have deducted any points at all, Hamilton would have won. Yeah, there there was no way on earth. They were, gonna, they were going to let that happen. Yeah. They would have. They would have cooked the books or engineered something. So yeah, sure. I, I, so yeah, it's not. It's not just something we've talked about on on this podcast. There are a lot of people online saying. I, mean, I, that, I, I invite anyone, and I'm 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 happy to have an open mind about this. But I, I invite anyone to present any evidence of any incident that has been harsher on Red Bull than it has another team. I could, you know, I, I could name half a dozen incidents where it's gone in Red Bull's favour. Yeah, yeah, you know, like like the Perez one. Yeah, um, but I can't think of I can't think of a single incident where they've punished Red Bull more than they would any other team. See, I'm neutral in this because obviously I'm a McLaren fan. So a lot of these decisions have been Mercedes versus Red Bull, and I'm completely neutral in this because neither of them two are my teams. And I, you've got a point every single time and you say it when we, we sit there and watch it and you go yeah that's not going to be done that'll be done on favour of Red Bull and sure enough the next thing they say is and it's favours Red Bull yeah they just they seem to do it every time yeah and it's, it's 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 really weird as well because they could if they were clever about this and again, and again I guess this is this is an argument for saying that it's just they're not doing it instinctively or, or deliberately mm. if they're clever about this they think okay Red Bull by now have got the season stitched up yeah so why don't we come down hard on them to to, to give the appearance, the appearance that we're that you're being, being even-handed yeah. but no they don't even do that <laughs> interesting very interesting yeah but uh, you know you can only go on the evidence that you've got and that's the uh, that's the thing um yeah i know you have a little list can we just talk about vegas for a second sure because i I have seen so many things over the last 24 hours of the Formula 1 cars ripping up the uh, strip in Vegas doing donuts and uh, I think George Russell's definitely been out there. I'm really in, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I think um wasn't it didn't Hamilton turn the traction control on I think in the safety car. I think they were Hamilton Hamilton and um uh, so remember, Hamilton did some donuts in the Formula One car, and I think they both mm. went out in the safety car to do some donuts. Right. And I think while Russell wasn't looking, Hamilton turned traction control on to make it <laughs> to oh, make it harder for him to get it done. <laughs> so Russell was going thinking, "Hang on a second, this is really hard. Why is it back? You know, why am I not getting the back end out?" And it's because Hamilton turned traction control on. Amazing. I'm yeah. really looking forward to that race. Yeah, it should be great. It's Vegas. I, oh, I mean, I'd love it if we had enough like cash to go out and watch. I think it's probably sold out already. Yeah, um, I had a, yeah, I had a, fr- say, a friend yeah. who tried to get tickets, um, and within minutes of the of, you know of, of them going on sale, they were sold out. So now he he had to pay, I think he put in for the next batch. Um, but yeah, it's it's in saying that I haven't had the email about Silverstone, so I, I need to get get onto them. Yeah, well, it's normally towards the end of the year, isn't yeah. it? So, yeah, yeah, um, should be soon. I need to contact them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I mean, what kind of circuit is it going to be? Is it going to be a street circuit? Hmm, I think so. Oh, that'd be amazing. That could be one of the best races of the year. 
street circuit round Vegas. I think Vegas. it'll be a, it'll be a good spectacle. Yeah, I can see it being another Monaco. So it might be. Well, they just can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it'll be it'll be it'll be it'll be a big spectacle. You know, Monaco's good fun for other reasons and things yeah. like so. Qualifying will be amazing. Yeah, you know, Monaco is all about the Saturday. Yeah, um, you know, qualifying is is some of the best qualifying you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, so it could be it could be like that. Do you think Schumacher's going to be here next season? Oh, interesting. I'd like him to be. Really? Yeah. I'd like him to be because oh, he's dad. I I like I. I think the name Schumacher is just so synonymous with Formula One, and I know you you Ralph. Yeah, you literally said <laughs> like we were having this conversation, and Andy just went Ralph. I was like I completely forgot about Ralph, but if right if you were to give me not to harp back on Danny Rick and Schumacher who deserves a little bit more time I would say Schumacher I mean those picking picking out of those two drivers at the moment that's like that's yeah. like head or gut isn't it I think he's shown moments of flair the shins or in the testicles <laughs> it's not really much of a choice I'd be kicked in the shins I can't feel them <laughs> I can feel my testicles <laughs> <laughs> That's a clear choice for me. <laughs> You're going to need a minute with that, aren't you? <laughs> um, yeah, wrong, kick me in the shins. Wrong analogy. Oh. <laughs> wrong room to be doing that gagging. Um, so I would um, definitely say I'd like to. He, he's shown enough flair for me that I think he deserves his seat next year. Has he? I has he? Yeah, then? I. You know, he's when. Name me, name me, name me. Uh, can you can you describe a single overtake that he's done well? Yeah, right. Okay, so yeah, there has been times he's got out of uh, you know he's got into Q three, hasn't he? A few times, possibly. You know he's he's been mullered by Magnussen for the entire season. I mean, yes, but Magnussen is obviously a a, a lot more experienced. There was a. Few, I think there was at least a race where he was going toe to toe with Hamilton and trying. He was giving Hamilton some, like, some trouble. They were like they were yeah, jostling. Ham- Ham- pos- Hamilton struggled position. to overtake him. Um, yeah, because, so, because he was he was basically, but he was he was within DRS of Magnussen, who was in front and couldn't yeah. overtake him. I, I I personally, if it's me, I would give him another year. But that's probably I'd, because. I'd, Sorry, that's my my phone. I'd, I'd bin him off. Yeah, I know you would. He's had he's had what two or three seasons now. How how long? How many seasons do you give someone before they start, you know, setting the world on fire? I think I think you know, yeah. I I think two seasons is, is enough. Yeah, but I know exactly why you're saying that you want to bin him off. And why is that, Andy? Uh, I mean, okay, personally, I would like Hulkenberg to there have his seat. However, to, okay, to be honest, I I think. I, I, you know what? If I was going to Steiner, I'd possibly pick Danny Ricciardo over over, over, over Mick Schumacher. I think if I had a choice between Ricciardo and Schumacher, yeah, okay. Because okay, the difference is so they both haven't been performing well. But you know, you've seen Danny, Danny Ricciardo. Is, we know can perform well. We don't. Of it. we, it's, we don't know about Mick Schumacher. Yeah, he's never had. He's never had that, you know, those those races where you think he's no. been driving the wheels off that car. 
and he's been outperforming the car. Whereas at least true. Daniel Ricciardo, we know You've he can it. do it. And on the basis of the last race, we know it's still in there. Yeah, it's just. I think it's, it's been well hidden for two years. Yeah, but I think I would pick Daniel Ricciardo over Mick Schumacher if I was going to yeah. Steiner. Obviously, okay. I would pick Hulkenberg first over the two of them. But if Hulkenberg, you know, if I couldn't get Hulkenberg, I'd probably have Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah. Okay. Or that chair there. <laughs> you really don't like Schumacher, do you? I, I, it's not that I dislike him. I just, you just think it's. I haven't. Been... I haven't seen any anything. And to you write think home he's been about. given more leeway because of his name? Uh, I'm not sure if he's, if he's been given more. I think he's been given enough. I think he, I don't think he, he I don't think he, any driver requires any more leeway than that. You know, your first season you can think, okay, not everyone's going to be not curve. everyone's going to be a Lewis Hamilton or yeah. a, or even like a, a Nick De Vries or someone like that, and, yeah. and or or you know George Russell, you know these yeah, sorts yeah. of people. Um, you know, people can take a couple of seasons. Yeah, Perez, for example, you know, it took a few years before he was really good. Mm. Um, you know, the same with with some other drivers. You know, it takes them takes them a couple of years to bet in. Fair enough. Your first season, I think, is you, know, you can think, okay, he's a rookie, yeah. never driven in a car this fast before. But by That's season two, you should season two, you should be showing some signs of, of being a great driver. And yeah, or or yeah, because there are so many other potential, you know, amazing drivers out there. Um, I don't think he's had a bad season this season. It's just probably not been as much as one would expect. Uh, yeah, I, I I think you need to show signs. He's shown no signs of improvement. Yeah. What What's the difference between Mick Schumacher this season and Mick Schumacher, you know, the season before? Not really anything. You need to True. be, unless you're, you know, forty five years old. And okay, even Alonso, Alonso isn't. He's not getting any wor- worse, and he's like twice his age. Yeah, you know, you'd, you'd be you'd be expecting someone of Alonso's age to perhaps be slow. You know, maybe not slowing down, but not having I mean, as, and as, it, as decent races as, as he has. But he's just he's on fire, and it doesn't um, and it doesn't help when you have people like Joe Guanyu coming in and absolutely smashing it. There you go. There you go. He, you know, he's had a he's had some really really bad I mean, luck. He, and yet, we were we, there at Silverstone where he left the track on his head, flipped into a like he, but he is he is outperformed that Alpha this year. That Alpha's like the engine's blown. The diff, like there's always that thing is that what is better, the driver or the car? McLaren, Norris, the driver is better than the car at the moment. Fair to say. Um, in in that side of the garage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. Uh, with with Ricardo, it's the it's, opposite. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? The car is actually the car's better than he is. Probably, yeah. yeah. And you know that because Norris is taking that exact same car and putting it five, six, sometimes ten places higher. Okay, I think it's like that. I think it's like that with with Haas. I think Kevin Magnussen is probably out driving that car. Yeah, whereas Mick Schumacher, Schumacher isn't. The car is better than Mick Schumacher, yeah. and so Joe Guanyu, I believe, is better than the Alpha and also I think that Bottas is a better I, I think, driver than I, the Alpha yeah, I think that's a really good driver pairing yeah that's, it's amazing absolutely amazing um, so I always have but we've seen none so Joe Guan Yu was showing those signs of brilliance in the first few races yeah. you and I were saying you know months ago that he was a brilliant driver oh, yeah, two, yeah. Two, three, consistently four races, two three four driver. races in we were saying he was brilliant 
I've not seen anything like that for Mick Schumacher in in all the time he's been in Formula One. Yeah, consistency. That's the thing. I also want to chat very briefly about George Russell because I think both, obviously, both drivers have been betting in that car this season. However, George has shown a little bit of immaturity, and I like George a lot, but some of his radio calls, some of his frustrations... Um, there's been a couple of times where you just go, George, just chill, just, you know, uh, on tyre choices. They're saying to him, these tyres will come in, just, you know. He doesn't seem to have that trust in the team around him at the moment. And I'm hoping that that changes next season. But it hasn't been an easy season for him. And he's consistently got really good points. Yeah, he's made he's made those radio calls since he's been getting beaten by Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Hamilton had some really awful luck in the yeah. first part of the season, and and George was slightly more and, consistent. And yeah, George 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 had you know, and he he had good luck, you know. So he yeah. would there would oh, be safety, safety cars, cars. <laughs> at exactly the right yeah. time in for totally. like two or three races on the trot. Um, which would enable him to get, you know, to get podiums or you know, or yeah, at least kind of top four, top five. Yeah. Whereas Hamilton would have all the bad luck. Um, now it's evened out a bit more. Hamilton is outperforming George. Yeah. Um, not not by a lot, but but he's outperforming him. Yeah. And now I think George seems to be a little bit frustrated. However, you can they all have radio messages like I mean. Hamilton can be a bit moody on the, on the radio oh, yeah. messages, but then afterwards you say, "Look, you know what? I've just hit the moment. Just you know, I was just venting to my engineer." Yeah, I think George is probably just doing that as well. Yeah, it's just I. He's yeah. not. He's not. I don't think it's affecting his. If it was affecting his performance, oh, you know, and he was turning not. into Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's not, enough, it's not. But it's, I think he's still driving the wheels off that car. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I, I mean, I saw something. There's, and he'll still probably beat Hamilton this season. There's something on here. It says... Da, 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 da. This is a well-prepared podcast. This is a video. really well-prepared podcast. I now can't find where it says that Mercedes believe... Mercedes can now see a clear route back to scoring pole positions and race wins. I kind of think that that's probably right because well, yeah. they have dialed in that car. So it started off terrible with the porpoising and everything and incrementally over the season they've just i don't know what it is it's like they've got some magic dial where it goes from 10 to competitive and every race it's just been cranked that little bit like i think they've made the greatest strides of any manufacturer this season i would say and i i think what it is is that other manufacturers ferrari for example they've gone backwards yeah because I think the 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 thing you can do is make big big alterations, and it doesn't and it, and it doesn't really matter as much because you're less to lose. Yeah. So I think that while some manufacturers go for these really big changes, Mercedes seem to do incremental something. So I I don't know whether it's like less is more in the changes. They just keep going just changing and tweaking it feels like mercedes have tweaked throughout the season and other manufacturers have like flat out just gone oh we're going to do something different with that thing not knowing whether it's going to work or not they made bigger changes that actually then 
properly set them back rather than forward. And Mercedes just seemed to, results-wise, have tweaked slightly. It's like... Yeah, I think, I mean, so there have been, Mercedes have made a few big changes, um, but, and not all of them have worked. So they've had to kind of go back, you know, they've, they've been, they've had like different front wings and yeah. different designs and stuff. And some of them they've kept, some of them they've, 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 they've you know, they've left behind. It does, because they are, because they're not winning, they can yeah. afford to do that com- compared with someone like Red Bull or Ferrari. But they seem to be brilliant at not going backwards in knowing what will make it worse, not better. Yeah, they, they probably have got a better a, a engineering better team, team a better or team something. To, 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 so to let's talk about Ferrari. Okay. Because they uh, have been awful. I'm just sending a text, by the way, to my dear dad, who was trying to ring me whilst we we're doing the podcast. Um, I yeah, I think Ferrari. I'm not sure if they've gone if they've gone backwards. I think I think Red Bull have made improvements over the season. I know they've they've been winning. Oh but yeah, I, I think but they, they haven't rested on the laurels. No, they haven't. Um, and I put Red Bull probably second to Mercedes with the, with the strides that they've yeah, made. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ferrari. I'm oh not sure God. whether they've they, they may not have gone backwards, but because everyone else is moving forwards, that's actually a really fair point. They might have just done nothing. It just looks like they've it just gone looks backwards. like they've gone backwards. Yeah, that's a really fair point. But they don't seem to be... They have a track record, though, of having a really competitive car and then just ballsing it up. Yeah, a couple of times it's because they've been cheating. Yeah, that, that is true. You know, in 2019... But their decision-making has just been awful. Awful. Their strategy has just been so... I mean, it's so bad they, that, should, that should, seems... they should actually do, run the FIA. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a lack of confidence sometimes. Yeah. It's because they haven't been a top tier team for so long. When you're making those judgment calls that can make or break a championship, they haven't they haven't been doing those judgment calls. So of course they're going to second guess everything. It yeah, but you say that, but it seems I mean the decisions that they make are so obviously wrong, even to you and I, a yeah. couple of morons sat in front of our TV Absolute muppets, yeah. and we can tell straight away that that's the wrong decision if yeah. we if you and I can tell that it's wrong it's probably the wrong decision yeah and and it, and, and it's proven to you know be it's, the wrong it's, decision, it's, the wrong decision. Yeah. it's not like we've said yeah that's wrong and they've gone on to win the race yeah. you know it, it's, it's been this obvious so yeah they need to they need to get a better a better strategist yeah true or, or strategist I've been very disappointed actually in McLaren to not make the car more competitive as the season's gone on it seemed like it was slightly off the pace and it still seems like it's slightly off the pace and it's almost like very early on into this season it went well if we could just beat Alpine do you think they've been working on next season's car though well <laughs> one would hope because I, I want to see Norris winning I want to see him pole position I want to I'm hoping they've sacrificed this season. Season? Can't even speak. I'm blaming that stout. Um, it's nine and a half percent for a stout. Quite a lot. It's quite high, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we've only got uh, one of those. Um, yeah, so I I, I want to see him win a championship, but he's not going to do it without the right car. No, I'm hoping that they'll 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 do better next season. Ferrari. I have no idea how you solve that. They've got 
arguably two phenomenal drivers. Leclerc is has, I mean, when he is on form, he's just he is world class. He lacks a consistency to, you know. But then Max Verstappen did. Max was very young, naive, would throw away points out of temper, you know, to slam it into uh, Hamilton just to, you know, prove a point. They all have to mature, don't they? And they either do and they mature and they go on and they become world champion or it's potential that's lost. I mean, with the right with the right strategy calls, Leclerc should He's, have been a, a yeah. lot closer. Yeah. Um, you know, because Ferrari had a super, super quick car for the, at least the first oh half of God. the season. Oh, my God. They were leaving everyone for dead. And they, you know, through lots of dodgy strategy calls, they lost they lost quite a few races. Yeah. I mean, he did so to be to, in, I guess, devil's advocate, they got lucky for the first few races. Red Bull had a lot of issues on the yeah. first few races, and Leclerc got to be quite a few points. It was like 40 points in the league. Yeah. Or something incredible. But they just threw it away through bad decisions, not through, not through Red Bull suddenly having a better car, um, but part, partly was Red Bull not having not having the bad luck. But a significant part, probably the, the most significant part, was Ferrari making stupid strategy calls. And so, this Ferrari power unit that Alpha have, and engines exploding. There, yeah, there was a bit of that as well. Mm. Um, I mean, it's a reliability they can work on. Um, but it's yeah they they really need to work on their strategy which is possibly the hardest so talking about that new power units Audi hello Audi yeah they're going to take over from Alfa Romeo aren't they they're buying basically yeah partnering with Salva because we heard that the engines were coming back didn't we that they were going to come in to do power units but then it got announced that they're actually going to have a full yeah going to be effectively a full, full constructor um, mm, that's going to be interesting. It would be it would be good to see. I mean, the last the last few times engine supplies have come in, it, they haven't been great for a, a good few years. Because um, they have to get in and well, so Cosworth a few years ago, back in like twenty ten, I think, uh, came in for a few years, abandoned it after a while because they just couldn't compete. Um, I think when Honda came back in. Four or five years before. Oh, I mean, yeah, they've got, they've got yeah, a competitive yeah. engine now. Yeah, but it takes it takes a good few years. Yeah, but this is Audi we're talking about. German engineering. I I I hear what you're saying, but I think they might hit the ground running slightly better than Honda and Cosworth. I will I will take a bet with you that they okay. don't that they don't have a great engine from from for the first season. Yeah. Okay. Unless unless they unless they buy. <laughs> what are we talking about uh, when are they coming in is it 2020 is it next year they're coming in as a no, power unit is 24 I think it's yeah well, I'll, have to check. I'll have to check I think the full team is 26 isn't it could be could be yeah so but we're, it, I, we're a way off from it, seeing Audi yeah it will take it will take if they if they can afford to spend a few years getting good that, doing the R&D for yeah, but I think it will take a while for them to have a competitive Formula One engine. I mean, these are the best engines on earth. Yeah, and they're highly regulated. It's not easy to get performance out of them. You know, it took Renault a few years before they they got to the performance of the, of the Mercedes engine. Yeah, yeah. It took Ferrari a couple of years. Um, it took Honda a few years. 
And you think you do all of that and you put it in a car and then some bozo plows it into a wall. It's glorious. The glory yeah. of uh, Formula One is that you build the best car on the planet and somebody spoons it into a wall on well, the Well, Latifi's not going to be around. There's always so. going to be a Latifi. Next season, I want to know. Because there's not going to be a Ricardo and there's not going to be a Latifi. So who's going to be the... The clown. There's always a clown. There's a village idiot every season. And there might not be a Schumacher. Because I don't think he's secured his contract yet. No. So who would the village idiot be next season? We we might not have one. That Oc- would be Ocon. really great. Ocon. Oh, you're not a huge fan of Ocon, are you? No, because he's, he's another one of these drivers who's either really good or not. Albon? Uh, yeah, Albon's a bit Doesn't more... set the world on fire. Okay, Albon's, Albon's a bit more consistent. Ocon is either kind of, you know, he either turns up or he doesn't. True. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So um, you'll have to join us on the next one when we actually find out who is going to be in this Haas team. Well, I don't know when they're going to announce. No. I'm hoping it's going to be soon. Uh, the minute I read that it's Hulkenberg, I'm going to hear, even if I'm in London or wherever I'm working, <laughs> I'm going to hear you scream yes from uh, wherever oh, I am. Really? I, yeah, I do. I do. I do like him. Um, I just think he's he's a, a good, consistent driver. And I've, I've, I remember when he was... I remember, so next race up is Brazil. Yeah. And in, I think it might have been 2011, he was uh, driving for Williams. And um, it was a, a wet race, drying track, but, but you know, also, sorry, in quality, it was a wet quality, drying track. Um, and all the drivers were trying to, you know, the, the track was improving, but they were trying to get, you know, obviously trying to you know, experiment with tyre choices and stuff. He goes out there in the Williams. This is before the Williams was any good. You know, Williams were like back of the grid. They were like, it was like the Williams of today. Yeah. He goes out there and then puts in a pole lap, um, you know, by beating everyone else by like a second and a half or something ridiculous. I remember thinking, how the hell has he done that at all, let alone in the, in the Williams? Yeah, he's beating Ferraris and McLarens and Red Bulls. Um, it does that. And, and, you know, at the time you think, Maybe it was a lucky lap, and then it, so another another couple of laps kind of you know carry on, and everyone else is trying to get that lap as, as good as him. Nobody nobody does it. You know, can't get anywhere close. He goes out again and then beats his lap. <laughs> so it's like not a, you know this isn't a it's not a fluke. He goes out yeah. and beats his own lap when other people can't in a Williams when other people can't even get close. So I knew he was pretty good. Yeah, back in back in the day. Um, so we have Brazil and then Abu Dhabi. Yes, looking forward to Brazil. Abu Dhabi is a great spectacle, not the best track. Too many right-angle bends. But Brazil, Brazil is really good fun. Cool. So uh, next up, Brazil.